Oh no! Was it the centaur with the hands for the hooves? I don't know. It was like the top half of a horse and the bottom half of two humans, like all melded together. I don't know. Alright. City Longsword presents Swords in Stereo. Welcome to Swords in Stereo. I'm Matthew Stinson. I'm Lucas DeBlasi. And uh, we are recording at Bold City Longsword today. Yeah, we uh, broke quarantine like irresponsible adults. So irresponsible. Yep. Now uh, all of our air has combined and it's inside of both. But we made it useful and we are, not only are we working on a podcast, but we started going over some of our curriculum today. That was cool. Yeah, we did uh, half an hour of uh, drilling and we did half an hour of uh, light sparring and it felt fucking great. And I'm super happy right now. And I'm drinking this weird IPA. I work for Anheuser-Busch, so I get free beer. And I've never actually heard of this one. What if somebody at Anheuser-Busch does HEMA? They just heard you talk about that. And they're going to track you down with your name just announced. Uh, I hope they sponsor me. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Just just skyrocket right to the top of the sponsor. sponsor. Put a Clydesdale in the background. Interview Clydesdale on the podcast. <laughs> that I would Clydesdale. That would be. I put some. I put some peanut butter on its gums, and that could just make it say whatever I wanted. Is it ASMR Clydesdale lip smacking good time? <laughs> so I'm Matthew Stinson. Welcome to Swords and Stereo. <laughs> I'm still Lucas DeBlasi. Welcome to uh, Stereos and Swords. We uh, we manage Bold City Longsword in Jacksonville, Florida. The promotion stands. So, uh, I got some business to take care of. First thing I want to do is thank uh, Nolan and Final Plank Productions for making our last episode sound uh, freaking awesome. All professional and shit. Yeah, they, uh, they, they totally camouflaged how unprofessional we are. Not totally, but... <laughs> <laughs> they just threw a lazy tarp over top. I uh, also need to thank uh, Professor Ogma... For letting us use this song, Thunderer, for our intro and our outro. Uh, if you like that song, it's, I think it's available on iTunes. You can go buy it. It's a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I was recently on the Marshall Thoughts podcast. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We were, I, I listened to it, man. And yeah. you melted my goddamn heart. I was so nervous. I was like, I'm going to say something stupid. And the whole HEMA community is going to burn me with torches. And flamethrowers. Jesus Christ. A, a modern day burning. Yeah. I mean, ever since uh, Tesla started selling flamethrowers, I'm pretty sure I'm, that's how I'm going to die. Yeah. 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 You represented HEMA well. I'm not the whole HEMA community, but a point of light in it. You're the whole I HEMA community that matters to me. Oh. But yeah, the Martial Thoughts podcast is a martial arts podcast. They uh, generally do... They generally talk about traditional martial arts, Asian martial arts, uh, but they've had a lot of HEMA people on there. Like every 
I'd say every 10th episode is a HEMA person now. So uh, you can get on there and listen to their back catalog. It's pretty cool. It's a great podcast. Also. One of my best friends was on it recently. <laughs> we have uh, t-shirts for sale on Tee Public. I got an I-33 Interstate t-shirt. And then we did a, a Big Trouble in Little Germany t-shirt where it's uh, Johannes Lichtenhauer as the t-shirt that Jack Burton wears in Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Mine, it, mine's coming in tomorrow. Also, uh, I need to uh, apologize. Last episode, uh, we were talking about Mushin, which is a very, very legit, serious thing. And uh, I called it weeb shit. And I didn't realize that people maybe outside of our club – in our club, uh, the term weeb is a term of endearment. Like, we have a lot of uh, people that are really into anime. And, like, we'll call it... Anime junkies. Yeah, anime junkies. And we'll call it... We'll say, ah, you fucking weeb, as we hug them. Oh, and I didn't want man. I didn't want people to think I was being mean or weird in any way. Uh, I just realized that that might have sounded weird to people outside our club. So I just wanted to clarify... I'm not an overt asshole like that. I'm a secret asshole. Oh, we're secret assholes. Yes. I would never do. I would never do it in person. <laughs> All right. So um, today's topic. Yeah. Our first episode, we talked about our journey as a club, just growing in general. Yeah. Our uh, swelling as a club. Swelling as a club. Our second episode, we talked about our our learning process about yeah. what journey we took as we took on new members, and started to build a club culture. And fi- figured out the art and yeah. how we wanted to teach the art and go about it. So so now what we're going to do is we're going to talk about how, if we could go back and do it all over again, how we actually would have learned and tried to teach this stuff to other people. So is this time travel trope? We go back in time and inform our past selves, or we go back in time and inhabit the bodies of our past selves I would and redo it with all the knowledge we have now. I say let's go back in time, kidnap ourselves, and replace them. And then we'll just be with like... fatter, older us? Yeah. We'll just be like, I'm 32. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, I probably have the same body back then. It hasn't changed a lot. All right. So... Um, Actually... I think I can keep the dog shit. Yeah, I, 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 I was just thinking that too. I Holy like, shit! I would rip, I would rip thirty-two-year-old me's dick off. We, we, <laughs> then you'd have two of your own dicks. Just gonna sew that bitch on right here. Right, same blood type, no immune response. Harvest younger me for organs. Right, just jeez, that's a Man. movie. That's a movie. Wait, Hollywood, talk to us. I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm waiting. My body is ready. So we're going to, yeah, we're going to go from that position. All right, so. Well, well, if we go back in time, cut each other's old dicks off, mm-hmm. sew them onto ourselves, and then run the club as four-dicked Matt and Lucas. Yeah, well, I mean, you need that four-dick energy <laughs> to run Bolsey along so correctly. A lot of shenanigans in here, a lot of unruly people, a lot of madness happening. Four, four dick Matt ain't gonna put up with that shit. I don't know how I got four, four dicks. How are you getting four dicks? I'm gonna snip the tip and snake t- snake tongue all of them. <laughs> oh man, four dick Lucas agrees. <laughs> all right, all right. All right so. so eight dick Matt and Lucas plus uh, a handful of other dicks involved that are equally as important. As each of our four, four dicks a piece. 
That'd be Octodick, because there's, there's there's eight of us now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we go back in time, uh, 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 phallicide ourselves, and uh, and uh, we're going to run the club from the ground up again. Yeah, so let's talk about maybe what we did wrong. Okay. When we started. What did we do wrong, Matthew Stinson? Well. Quad phallus Stinson. We had a, I think when we started, we had a trick mindset where we learned techniques and we thought of them as tricks because we didn't apply them to an overall system. Right. So we would, uh, I think we really, we over-focused on the master cuts when we were beginning. But they're master cuts. Well, yeah, they're master cuts, uh, not because you need to be a master to know them. But because if you want to be a master, you have to learn these five fucking cuts. And that, that goes into the versetsin, absetsin part of the system. But we didn't we didn't really understand that at the time. We just we were just like these are the master these cuts. These are the secret moves. These are the secret moves. And this, we'll send our opponents flying into the sun. This is like the, the tenth level of the Shaolin Temple where we fight Akrim Adul Jabbar. And I said his oh name. Oh my god. Him. Yes. It's one of the greatest unfinished movies of all time. I believe you. You haven't seen the, the, I haven't, the Green Oh my god, it's so good! I haven't good. seen it since I was like 12. They fit, They finished that movie off with a different actor that's not Bruce Lee. Yeah, I mean, when I was 12, though, I didn't notice. Oh my god. So, it, when the club started, we literally would do a master cut a week. We have a, like a five-week rotating schedule. And, yeah. we, and we would just we would do the master cuts solo to the air, and we do them a partner with a partner drill as a, a they would go into the appropriate guard, and then we would defeat the guard with the master right. cut. Yeah, and that was like our entire curriculum for at least the first half a year. Right. So why why did we do it that way? Well, we didn't. I don't think we knew any better. Right. I mean, it, it was ignorance, really. Ignorant. But I mean, we got to the point where we knew they worked, they were tricks, but you could kind of feel like we're like, there's got to be more than this, especially after yeah. doing the same five classes. The hollow spot on my um, gut where uh, three penises belong. So we started to add stuff. Uh, we added quartering. We added attacking through the guards. Right. We added abzugging. This, this came about as we transitioned into the following the 1570. Yes. Even though quartering isn't a trick, we still thought of it as a trick. We thought of it as a thing to use. Right. Yeah. yeah. Another trick in the toolbox that we could pull upon, and it wasn't part of a holistic system. Yeah. Like little Anakin Skywalker. Like, try quartering. That's a good trick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And, the, and, and I think it gave us a false positive, too, because... Quartering works. Abzugging works. Right. So, yeah. like, we would, we ended up, the people who would use that in their sparring matches at the club or against uh, newer people at other clubs would win. Right. Well, this must be the right way to do it because yeah, we're, we're winning. winning. Exactly. If you're winning, it's, you're, you're uh, on top of the, the hill. But I think as we got deeper and deeper into the Meyer book and we started reading stuff, we're like, well, yeah. What's he talking about? That's not quartering. That's not right. squinting strike. <laughs> How do you apply these tricks to this thing he's talking about? 
the deeper we get, the more facets of the actual system that we were involved in became revealed. And the interconnectivity between all the different facets of the system became apparent. And once you once you open that once you open that doorway, you cannot turn back from that understanding. And then and then it, it just uh, infuses everything. Then then you approach a more holistic application of the system. Yeah, like I know I got to a part where like I was in that trick mindset, and then I realized that I'm not going to learn ten thousand tricks. Right. I'm and and I kept getting in situations where someone would do something and I didn't have an appropriate trick. I didn't have an appropriate tool in my toolbox right. to counter that situation because I thought of everything as individual tricks, individual techniques. Yeah. And not an overarching system that should teach you to deal with anything. Right. It's a not to bring more more weeb shit in. It's the that old quote from the Musashi book. You know the way broadly, you see it in all things. So that means uh, if you if you see the underlying principles and concepts of the thing, it applies to every other thing, not just sword fighting. You need to apply it to uh, carpentry yeah, or whatever. The, he has a, a lot of carpentry dough. examples in his book. Yeah, carpentry dough. Carpentry dough. Yeah, dough if means I the way. With a two by four, <laughs> you go you go feel it. That's true. Yeah, we do, I, we do hacksaw Jim Duggins as a, one of our warm up that exercises. That is one of our warm ups. Yeah, yeah. They should. Uh, you just scream Red Star, <laughs> World Star, not Red Star. World Star, <laughs> Red Star. <laughs> I'm getting communist over here. <laughs> oh my uh, god, fucking communists! Well, you can't trust them. Well, you know they made the Winter Soldier, so they can't be all bad. The, the benevolent scientist in the evil organization <laughs> is never wrong. So as we were using tricks, we would blindly just ignore for the most part, what our opponent was doing. So yeah, that's an issue. Like, yeah. like, like we would just, we're like, well, he needs to go to this right guard so I can use the trick I know. And if he doesn't do, if he doesn't do the thing I need him to do, I'm fucked. And that's a, that, that was one of the main reasons why we started, we all started to plateau at the club. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we, we hit a pretty hard plateau and it was noticeable. And, and it even got to the point where we would, so we knew we were plateauing and we would try to fill the gaps in our game just by going faster or stronger. Right. And it actually made us worse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just stepping on the gas uh, yeah. didn't solve all of our problems. Oh my God. Well, but you know, there's a part of your brain that goes, oh, I just threw this. Oh, he blocked it. Better throw it faster next time. Just fucking crush him. Yeah. yeah, just crush him. Which ended up just taking the whole our whole buffalo culture and making it even worse. Yes. I mean, inappropriate. Inappropriate. Yeah. yeah. No, not in the spirit of the game. So it, it actually is not in the spirit of the game. We're not we're not doing boo hurt. It's not uh, appropriate. We're doing a martial art. We're we're doing a very specific application of it. We're playing a technical game to the touch. There's power, there's strength involved, but it shouldn't be. Well, the, I don't think it was ever malicious, but there was parts where it would it would come across that way, <laughs> and it and it wasn't because, <laughs> it wasn't because you wanted to hurt the other person. It's just you wanted to get the hit uh, so I, bad. I'm, I've had a corporate desk job in an engineering uh, field for as long as I can remember, and every time. The evil 
overlords do something, I have to remind myself, probably just ignorance and not intentional evil malice. That's what I feel from what you just said. <laughs> so when did we change everything? When I was complaining a lot. I remember that. That was a rough <laughs> that was sorry, a rough three know. months for me. <laughs> then I was just like gonna get on board. Gonna gonna ride this Lucas train well, to Hogtown. Well, what what happened? Uh, ooh, yeah, Hogtown's coming up uh, next year. What what really happened? I was traveling a lot for work. I was gone every other week for more than a year. And you know what? What do I do uh, when I'm in a foreign town working on fucking railroad trains or whatever? I go find the local HEMA club, and I got exposed to a ridiculous amount of HEMA clubs. All over uh, 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 the East Coast, um, some on the West Coast, and what I found was these more mature clubs took this more holistic approach. They had a more mature interpretation of uh, uh, German longsword, uh, whatever their discipline was, and it showed because I would go in there and I would get trounced because I was a trick fighter. I was using the techniques. I would see them approach the guard that I knew I should throw a thwart cut in. They put their hands high, I'm gonna throw a thwart cut. Ah, uh, why didn't I get them? They're so much better than me. And then uh, a couple clubs I was fortunate enough to spend many, many days with, and I got to I got to know their curriculum, and that was an eye-opener, and, that, and I, I brought some of that back. Matt has similar experiences with his, his traveling. Yep. So, you know, we went on, we went on our sword, sword pilgrimages and came back with uh, insight into how these more these clubs that were more technically adept than us functioned, and that's that's where the trick fighting thing started to get stabbed in its neck hole um, and left to die on the sidewalk because it it's not the way to go. So we traveled around. We read most of Meyer's book. We started <laughs> most, most of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. as as we're reading it, we were getting. I always felt like as I was reading it, I was like, I must have missed something. And I've, I think I've, I, right. I've started that book over so many times or jump five pages back or he'll say something. And he's like, and I talk about that in the rapier section. So I'll, I'll hop up to the rapier section and try to right. read. So we, we've read the book. We've talked to these other people who have been doing it longer than us. We've jumped back in time. It's 2005. We have eight dicks between us. We're Boom. starting the club. Eight dicks and a bloody knife. And a, okay. Uh, <laughs> So what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing differently? Yes. Uh, uh, it's day the word, one. The word of the day is, is holistic. We're going to take a more holistic approach. Holistic. Let's do this. Oh, holistic. Holistic. Let's do this. It could be synonymous if your mind bends that way. Elon Musk has a good quote uh, that he has said because it's a quote. That means that he said it. You, you, you use base principles to solve a problem. And that, that goes back to that, know, know the way broadly. If you know the way broadly, you'll see it in all things. So if you focus more on the fundamentals and the base principles of the system that you're trying to learn, you're going to ultimately be more effective. You may have a slower start because you're practicing now six or seven things instead of just practice one trick and get really good at a sheet have and get really good at a thwart cut. No, you're practicing fueling. And your body mechanics, you're practicing how to effectively move from the onset to the middle. You're practicing these base concepts, and that 
in the end will make you more effective. And that, that's what we've found because now that we're matured, we have all this extra knowledge from outside, people who come into this club are getting better sooner than we ever did. And that's because now we are focusing on base principles and fundamentals instead of tricks. Yeah, it's, it seems like the new people in general don't plateau. Like it's a slower, it's a slower climb, but because they're not plateauing, they're actually getting better faster than we did. You dropped a, uh, you dropped some words in there talking about the the structure of how we're we're going about learning our fundamentals. Are we, I think, are we going to talk about our well, six, I, our six things now? Yeah, I think I think we'll we'll just we'll drop it and then you know we'll, then we'll we'll drop a, a brief overview and then we'll. we'll We'll get into each one individually in later episodes. Can I, can I read my thing? Yeah, read your thing, man. So, moving your body through space and time expressed with feeling and purpose. And that's a tagline that we've thrown around amongst the coaches here to encompass all of the concepts, all of the principles that should drive every drill that we do. So, uh, you drew this really cool pyramid. And the base of that pyramid is bottom. The, the one that you drew was cooler. The, I like, I like, but I wouldn't have drawn it unless you told me to draw it. So it's your pyramid. Oh my God. And the foundation of the pyramid is body. And I think that's what we have. We need to have new people focus on the most. Yes. And that's why it's the foundation. Duh. Right. Uh, Structure and mechanics. Your, your so, position of your body and your movement of your body. That should be sound and that should inform every technique yeah, so every drill we do, that should be the main focus because if you're not moving your body right, the rest of the drill is garbage. You're not you're not you're learning you're learning everything else poorly, or maybe even the wrong way totally, if your body is not doing what it's supposed to be doing. And that is something that, that hamstrings well, I won't speak for everybody in the club. It hamstrings me. I know I've seen it in other people, but I have a lot of artifacts from when we trained poorly today that I'm constantly trying to bleed them out because we didn't move properly. We didn't move. We didn't focus on that foundation early on. And now my elbows collapsed and my knees are weird and I'm not turning my body properly. Yeah, there's a lot of bad habits where we have we've had that muscle memory encoded on us now for you know we encoded it on there over four years before we start fixing all this stuff that these newer people are they're never going to have to unlearn so even though they're learning seven things at once they're never plateauing and they're never having forcing themselves to unlearn bad habits and that overall is making them better faster and making them compete better against right seasoned people they're going to tournaments and having a much better showing at an earlier time earlier lower amount training time than we were right well they 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 learned by the principles the result of that is they can handle more situations naturally than somebody with five tricks you can only you can only apply those five tricks in five very specific situations and otherwise you're just waving your sword around like a jackass also with that trick mindset we had like it was a weird thing where people were like, they're always looking for. The, if you're in that trick mindset, 
you're always looking for the next trick. Oh my god, I, re- I remember that. And it would be, it got to the point where people were like, well, where's the advanced class where I can learn the advanced tricks? I mean, the, the, the truth of it is, there's no such thing as an advanced trick. Apply a normal technique based on the situation allowed to you at the proper time, at the proper place. So all an advanced trick is, is a basic technique done the right way. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it, even Meyer discusses it in his own way. Um, he says that there's no more than four chief cuts, and everything else is derived from that. And all of those four chief cuts, guess what? They follow the base principles. So if you apply the four chief cuts with your body through time and space, time is more uh, knock and death. Space is, uh, Meyer just says, uh, the onset, the middle, and the withdrawal. Um, with purpose and feeling. Feeling is, uh, you know, you're strong and you're weak. Purpose is provoke, take, hit. It's four chief cuts through these principles, and you, and you achieve your, your result, which is the other guy dies. Boiling stuff down really helped me, get, especially getting out of that trick mindset, where it, I, I noticed it best when I brought it over to the guards. So instead of trying to learn 10,000 guards, which is great to do, especially when you're talking with people, you're trying to explain things, to have a name for all these guards. That, that's actually how Meyer describes teaching people the, the strikes, the three guards that they pass through. It's very useful in a, in a teaching context. Yes. But once you become sound of body... Once you need to start, you need to start making decisions quickly. Right. You need stuff to be able to pull down so you have less options so you don't freeze by when you, it's time to make the decision. Right. It should be subconscious in um, the fight. The, 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 the best example I had that really helped me is instead of trying to think of all the different guards, is like there's only four. There's, yeah. You can cut from high. You can thrust from high. You can cut from low. You can thrust from low. Right. That's, that's it. And if, if I see my opponent move into a guard, I should be thinking which one of those four it is and not which one of the 37 guards that are in the, the unicorn system. rocks. Yeah. Help! Help! Ah! Help! You tricky bastard. Either one's going to run at you and stab you with their horn. Possibly. Yeah. This yeah. Is, unicorns are sexy. I want to eat them. Oh, my God. They would stab you in heartbeat. Oh, I'm to eat it, though. It's a unicorn <laughs> propaganda. Oh, glitter on my lips. And <laughs> if, if we could, if we could uh, summarize what we've, what we've said, we go back in time, phallicide ourselves four times over. Yeah. Uh, that, that means uh, alternate timelines are real. So we phallicide ourselves four times over. Let's say we, we, we screw up three more times and we, we screw up two more times. That fourth time we run it correctly. What is our advice? Focus on the fundamentals, starting with uh, movement, body structure. Structure and mechanics. Structure and mechanics. Yes. Uh, once your people are moving fluidly with a good base, then you're going to start working on managing time and space. Yeah. And then once you've got to where you can uh, manage time and space, you start working on feeling and purpose. There it is. By doing that, it gives us an overall language 
to explain any drill we're going to do. Every drill should contain all six of those uh, components, all six of those concepts. It should, it should be drilled into everybody's head, at least in our in our club. This is what we would do differently. You, got, you guys are going to have your own journey. But in our club, we've arrived at six primary things informed by all of our experience and all of our travels and the Meyer book and the other Meyer book, possibly the other Meyer book. Those six things should be within all of our drills. That is the foundation. They're not techniques. They're not specific strategies. Those six things should inform each drill. Fundamentals should inform each drill. If we had to focus on the fundamentals early on, it would have it would have, yeah, uh, I mean, it would have it, sorted us out. And that doesn't necessarily mean we would have done different drills. We just would have explained the drills differently. That way people would have thought about them differently. The intent would have been different. It wasn't to do a trick to defeat a thing and be the winner. It is do this thing with sound body mechanics and structure just like we did the last eight things with sound body mechanics and structure, and, and that would have programmed us better. Awesome. Well, I think we're done with this episode. Could be. We've accrued uh, six more dicks. Yeah, that, that math checks out. Yeah. No extra balls, though, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> This episode of Swords and Stereo was produced by Final Plank Media Productions. Theme song for Swords and Stereo is Thunderer by Professor Agma. Check him out too. To find out more about Bold City Longsword, visit their website at jacksonvillehema.com. To find more Final Plank Media produced podcasts, visit finalplank.com or visit us at Final Plank on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening.